0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1797, The Bedtime Challenge, by Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another parenting edition of ORD. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. Happy to be with you once again. And like yesterday, we will be turning to a Q&A segment once again, another one on behalf of our contributor today, Adina Sokloff we're going to hear her response to one of her readers who is having a difficult time managing their emotions when their kids won't cooperate at bedtime, making it a much longer process than they feel it should be. So let's get into this post now and optimize your life. The Bedtime Challenge by Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com Dear Adina, I have five kids ranging in the two to 11-year-old range. Bedtime is really difficult. No one goes to sleep when they're supposed to. It takes two hours for them to get settled. Then there's always the last-minute whining that they need water, the bathroom, or one more kiss. Is there any way that I can take control of bedtime? I always end up yelling, and it's so unpleasant. Number one. Two hours is normal. I hate to be the bearer of bad news but getting five kids into bed can take two hours. Between the bathing, evening snack, teeth brushing, reading bedtime books, and all the other last-minute things that crop up, two hours is pretty good. One mom that I know told me that she would always get so annoyed with her kids at bedtime because it took so long for them to get settled. She expected it to take an hour, and any time it took longer than that, which was always, she would start to yell. She decided that for one week, she was going to time the whole bedtime routine. And she saw that even when the kids were well-behaved, it took close to two hours. Once her expectations became more realistic, bedtime is truly a two-hour routine, she became more relaxed and yelled less. Once she chilled, bedtime became a lot more pleasant for everyone. And number two, teach solution-oriented thinking. Since you have some older kids, You might want to brainstorm with the whole family on how to make bedtime more manageable for everyone. Even the two-year-old can join in, even if it's just to start his training on how to problem solve. This is what a brainstorming session can sound like. Briefly, name the problem and talk about your feelings. Parent I'm getting a bit frustrated with bedtime. It seems as if it takes everyone a long time to get settled, and the last-minute requests for water, kisses, and bathroom runs is getting a bit much for me. Ask them for their input. Parent. What are your feelings about bedtime? Be ready for lots of complaints. It's helpful if you write them all down. Kid 1. You always spend more time with Sarah than me. Kid 2. Kayla makes so much noise and I can never go to sleep. Kid 3. What am I supposed to do? I'm always thirsty before I go to sleep. I need water. And Kid 4. I don't like sleeping without my nightlight, and Kayla makes me turn it off. Parent. I'm glad you told me your feelings on this. This sounds like a big problem for you all as well. This family makes a good team. We'll figure it out. Let's all think of ways to help bedtime go smoothly. Write down all ideas without evaluating them. Kid 1. Spend 10 minutes with me every night. Kid 2. Get me earphones. Parent. How about everyone gets one book read to them privately by me or daddy, so you get one on one time. Kid 3. Put water near my bed. Parent. Everyone gets to decide how many kisses they want when I leave the bedroom, and that will be all until the morning. Kid 4. Get me my own room. Parent. Everyone needs to go to the bathroom right before bed for the last time. At 9pm, no matter what, everyone needs to settle down. It's about that time that I get really tired and need to start getting ready for bed myself. Review all the ideas. Okay, let's see what ideas we like and what we don't like. Let's start with Kid 1's suggestion, spending 10 minutes with me at night. I think we could work that out. Would it be okay if it wasn't me sometimes, but Daddy who spends that time with you? Would anyone else want 10 minutes a night? Everyone wants that. Great, let's try that out and maybe that can also be the time that we read together. Okay, I think I actually have earphones, so that can work, and putting a cup of water near your bed can work too. I think someone should be responsible for that, because I'll probably forget. Kid 4, thank you for volunteering to get water for everyone. Kid 4, I don't think getting your own room is going to work. What should we do about the nightlight? Kid 3, you think if we move the nightlight to a different outlet, it won't bother you so much? Okay, let's try that. I also really want to reiterate that 9pm needs to be the final time for requests unless there's an emergency. Alright, I think we have some good ideas. Let's try those for now and see how it goes. We can meet and reevaluate next week. Adina here again. What if it doesn't work out? There will be some confusion as you start implementing the new rules and suggestions. It does take some time for everyone to get used to new routines, and they most probably will test you to see if you will stand firm behind the limits and new rules that you're trying to implement. Try to enforce the new limits. I know you want another kiss. The problem is I gave you two kisses, and that's it for the night. Uh Uh-oh, I see it's after 9pm. You know what that means. If you see it really isn't working out, and not everyone is keeping their side of the bargain, you can just meet again and have another brainstorming session. You just listened to the post titled, The Bedtime Challenge, by Adina Sokloff of ParentingSimply.com. And a great post from Adina today. Thanks a lot to her for this one. I don't know about you all, but I love all the exchanges that she puts in her articles. To me, they make them so relatable, they're easy to follow, and the story element really pairs nicely with the instructional component. Um, Anyway, I also love these imaginary dialogues because... A big part of her teaching is encouraging conversation and teamwork. That seems to ring true in every article of hers that we've read. And it's a great tactic because regardless of whether or not you come to a solution for the situation at hand, you are consistently building a culture of togetherness. And the more that's instilled, the more inclined each child will be to recognize that they have partnerships with their siblings. So that regular habit of dialogue really pays dividends in the long run, if not in the short term as well. Kids start to use that for their own problem solving, both in and out of the home. And eventually, that consideration for others from the get-go prevents these types of arguments from starting in the first place. So, another great example set by Adina today. It's time to wrap things up for now though, everybody. As always, I thank you for being here today and every day. Your listenership is what helps keep the lights on around here, so we are forever grateful. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks, and I hope to see you tomorrow for another parenting post. That's where your optimal life awaits.